All right, guys. Welcome to what's been a long time coming, to say the least. Long time. Make your pick podcast. Uh, I'm your co-host Cooper. Alongside me is Parker. Yeah, yeah. We've done. We've we've been talking about this for a long, long time. Yeah, like like months probably. Well, I I would maybe even go years. Yeah, I mean, once quarantine hit, like this is the best time. There's no way we've been putting this off. Once quarantine hit, like we're not doing anything, so we knew we oh, had to. No, there's there's no to launch it up. Get this done basically. But uh, yeah, yeah. So for those of you who don't know us, um, we're from like the suburban Chicago area. Uh, went to high school together, known each other for a while, mm-hmm. and we just really like talking sports. So we thought we would sportheads yeah. recording a podcast. And now that quarantine's going on with all this virus stuff, we thought that now would be the good time to record. We got we got some hot takes too, so we'll be we'll keep it entertaining. Oh, Don't worry, yeah. Coop especially. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Once he starts going off about Minnesota, you'll hear him. Oh, I I've got some videos of myself ranting about Minnesota sports. I've I've had those days. Um, just a little introduction about myself. Um, I'm a sophomore at Iowa. I'm a journalism student, 20 years old. Um, was born in Minnesota, which kind of explains my Minnesota fandom. But um, grew up grew up in the uh, Chicagoland area. Went to high school with Parker. And um, I don't know. There's not really much to say about me when it comes to this podcast. I just I have an interest of wanting to do podcasts or radio in the future. So I thought, why not? Kind of started as a hobby, especially in quarantine, where I don't have as much schoolwork as some other people as of right now. So yeah, thought, why not just get it started? Yeah, cool. That was a killer intro, by the way. But uh, just to introduce <laughs> myself. Uh, like Coop said, same hometown, except I grew up here. So Chicago fan, Bulls, Bears, Cubs. Uh, right now I'm a sophomore at Indiana. I work for the basketball team there as a student manager. So I'm a big basketball guy. Um, once we get into that, you know, I got a lot, a lot of takes, a lot of stuff I believe in. But, you know, I still pay attention to football, baseball, just a big sports guy, just like Coop. So there we go. Let's get to it. Good way to put it. So obviously tonight – um, was the NFL draft first round of the NFL drafts? Um, mm-hmm. We'll be discussing a little Online. bit. We'll be discussing the first two episodes of, of the MJ Doc on ESPN, and we'll probably wrap it up there. There's not a whole lot to talk about right now, so those are probably the two <laughs> main things that are going yeah. on in the sports world. So yeah, um, yeah. So to start it off there, in my opinion, this draft. Wait, wait, first coup. Well, well, what's the online draft? We have to address the first ever online. Just seeing Goodell in his own house, and I'm pretty sure he made a costume change too at one point. No, he did announcing he did. the names. I he thought I, I didn't know if if I if anybody else caught that. I wasn't sure. Yeah, he he made a little wardrobe change. He changed the letter. <laughs> I was so caught off guard with that. That was yeah, that was weird. He but, was definitely um, happy that there was no one there to boo him. No, he was like trying to encourage people booing. <laughs> It's not it's not the NFL draft without booze. It was whack. And then um I saw an ad that Bud Light Seltzer was donating a dollar to coronavirus relief for every person that tweets hashtag boo the commish. So he's <laughs> like, like which obviously it's a good cause, but like oh, yeah. he's trying to just 
really, really amp it up. Like, yeah, boom, boom. Like, it's. Yeah. I mean, you know, he handled it well the first time being online, though. Yeah, it's, it's I thought it was going to be like technical. I, mean, I was expecting stuff, so. a whole lot of like mess ups and like tactical. Yeah, things. and I, there really wasn't any. No, not not any of that. Like, nothing I, like too noticeable. No. So, other than it being the online draft, in my opinion, the biggest headlines to me were two attack of Iloa. Everybody yep. was talking about him before the draft. I've seen mm-hmm. multiple experts say that he was going to, it's, his draft. Everybody's talking about him. People thought that he was going to be the number one overall pick last year. Obviously, Joe Burrow's Burrow. college season happened. Mm-hmm. So people didn't know with the questions of his injuries whether he'd fall. The Dolphins did decide to take him at four. I know five. My bad. That's yeah. You know, five. Yeah, number five. And in my opinion, I think they did the right thing. A lot of I agree. Like, yeah, you should probably take Tua. And I mean. What they got Ryan Fitzpatrick and Josh Rosen right now. Rosen, who kind of hasn't really gotten a fair share in the NFL. No. He's always he's always had to compete with somebody. He's always had to compete. And also, just like even though I was never really a big fan of Josh Rosen coming. I mean, I, yeah, I don't think he his ceiling's that high. I don't really think he can be that good of a quarterback, but he like at least deserves a chance. Every game he know? plays in, it's like less than 50% completion percentage and like 160 passing yards. Maybe a pick. Yeah. That's about all he's that's about all he's good for. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if the Dolphins have him play under Fitzpatrick for a year. I doubt that's happened. That doubt that. Um, yeah. Well, what they were saying was, I mean, they showed his workout video that he sent to uh all the scouts and he looked pretty good. He he looked pretty mobile. Obviously, yeah. it's it's different once you're taking hits from NFL players, but I mean, we still got a lot of time left before the season starts. And two was a guy that he's a competitor, you know, he wants to play. Yeah. And he's a really humble guy too. Um, Yeah. Obviously when Jalen Hurts had to fill in for him after Tua actually did the same after Jalen Hurts was playing pretty bad in the national championship, that's kind of what got Mm -hmm. him on notice throwing that game winning touchdown against Georgia. Yeah. But, um, it went from Jalen hugging Tua after the national championship to then Tua hugging Jalen, thanking him, all that kind of stuff. So he's always been a competitor, but at the same time, a really humble guy. Um, in my opinion, I think he should start right away because Ryan Fitzpatrick is so old. And he's probably just going to have to be a backup or maybe retire at some point. You're not, you're not even giving Rosen a chance in there? No, I, I'm not. Honestly, I think. So you think right now it's between it's between Tua and Fitzpatrick. Yes, and I think Tua is probably going to be the guy to start off with. I mean, he's saying he's a hundred percent too. He's had a lot of injuries. That's something we didn't even bring up. His injury past yeah. what twenty eighteen has been terrible. Yeah, uh, double he's hip injury, surgery, ankle surgery. That, that's why I could see the Dolphins playing it safe and not starting him right away. Yeah, and that's that's something that you got to keep an eye on at least for Brian Flores and their offense too, because they have some pretty good weapons. Well, oh, yeah. we got to wait, too, because they still probably are going to draft a running back. But um, oh, what's his name? The receiver, Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker had a really good year last mm-hmm. year, and they also surprised some people. Like, uh, they kind of took the Patriots out of their buy spot in the playoffs week 17. Yeah. Well, I remember when the season started, I thought the Dolphins, like, their first three games, I swear they got, like, blown out. 
like 30 plus points. He didn't points. score a touchdown. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I remember the first game against the Ravens when, like, Lamar broke out and he had, like, three or four touchdowns yeah. in, like, the first half or something mm-hmm. like that. He made it started the debate of oh who's gonna win Alabama or the Dolphins. I was like yeah, yeah for I, like a good but, few weeks. But then they actually started winning games towards the end of the season, so they weren't as yeah. bad as people thought. Or I mean, they were still a bad team, but and even though you can't give a guy with uh, a really bad record any like coach of the year votes, but you you could have made a reasonable like discussion for Brian Flores to be one of the coaches of the year because. He was handed a team that was just a disaster. And for them to go out and actually have a pretty good end of the year, that says a lot about how he's motivating his players. Even when they were supposed to be tanking for the number one pick, they still get the guy that they were kind of expected to pick this year. So to me, I think that's pretty impressive. And I you, think you think you think because of that he had an argument for coach of the year? Not actually, but like when people say we'll give him, a recon- like, we'll give him recognition for what he did, but Coach of the year. I mean, I'm not saying he should have won coach of the year. I'm saying that if somebody, like, made an argument saying, like, he was one of the best coaches of the year last year, I wouldn't, like, disagree with it. You know what I mean? I'm not saying hand him the same. I see what you're saying. I don't necessarily agree, but. No, I I, I got that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Another big headline. I mean, it's it's two quarterbacks. Obviously, everybody knew Joe Burrow was going to go number one. But. Mm -hmm. The biggest one was the Packers trading up to 26. Jordan Love. Take Jordan Love. Mm-hmm. And here, I'm going to pull up some quotes here. Well, Rodgers. Go ahead. You go ahead. Seemed like he wanted the Packers to get a receiver. That's, that's what I was saying. I can see Rodgers right now fuming because he doesn't have – I mean, he, he wants to win now. I mean, they just made the NFC Championship. So how are they going to draft after an NFC Championship being one game away? from the Super Bowl and not and draft his replacement possibly. Yeah. So that's um I don't know. It's a little bit sketchy. And Rod Rodgers is a moody guy, so I can see him right now. Oh, very moody. He's pretty pissed off. Yeah, I don't know. It makes me happy though. Upset with Bears it. Fan. <laughs> so what's funny is earlier today he was on the Pat McAfee show and Pat McAfee's like, all right, who would you want the Packers to take? And he said, uh we haven't picked a skilled position in the first round for like 15 years. So that would be kind of cool. You said that today with like the way he ends that sentence. Yeah. He said, (laughs) you can tell by the way he ends that sentence. He's like, like, no, pick a wide receiver for me. And they don't, they pick pick his successor. (laughs) (laughs) You would think LaFleur would have, you know, the decency to like talk with a player like Rogers, like, Hey, you see anybody you like in this draft, you know, someone you can work with. Yeah, so well, I mean, if Rodgers was in their ear telling them like, "Get me a receiver, get me another weapon on offense," and they just decided they're taking a different direction, yeah, yeah I don't know. It just brings up a lot of question marks to me. Yeah, in my opinion, I do still think the Packers draft a receiver. I think this is a, one of the deepest receiver classes that we've seen in years. Um, a lot of second and third round guys. Um, T. Higgins is still on the board. That's uh, true. Yeah, and he's really solid guy he had a really good game against Alabama in the national championship a few years ago so I mean mm-hmm. you remember his one-handed catch that he made that game yeah they yeah. they were showing his highlights um at the pre-draft thing yeah he's I can't he's remember what it was but <laughs> I saw so, it oh uh, another guy I actually would like for the Packers I mean I don't 
want the Packers to get anybody good. But if they want to wait a little bit longer, Tyler Johnson out of Minnesota, he's really, really good. Tyler Johnson? Yeah. Um, I I don't know heard Tyler Johnson. He um, – so I watched a few Minnesota games last year. Are you talking about the, the basketball player? No. <laughs> talking about the Heat? Yeah. Yeah, he's not on the Heat anymore. I forgot what team that guy – I think he actually is on a Timberwolves. I'm not even going to lie. But um, Tyler Johnson, you watch his highlights from Minnesota. I'm telling you, he's, he's still pretty damn good. Okay. Uh, six I, foot two receiver, 205. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I still think that could be an option for the Packers later in the draft. But um, I don't know. It just surprised me that they traded up that high for love. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I, didn't, I heard some people talking about love before the draft. But, I mean, I didn't really hear his name that much throughout the season just because, I mean, I was just – as a casual college football fan, you know, I was just – hearing the name Burrow, 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 and obviously I knew Tua. Uh, But, I mean, yeah, to trade up and draft him this early, Roger's successor, it means, like, they have to see something out of him. Yeah. Which kind of scares me, too, because if they can go from Favre to Rodgers and then go from – get another steal this late in the draft and go from Rodgers to Love, that would – that would piss me off. Oh, <laughs> I, would hate man. We, I would absolutely we trade up to take and, Trubisky. So, and then I saw some tweets saying that just means Aaron Rodgers is going to be sending inappropriate pictures and then playing quarterback for the Vikings, which is, <laughs> which is <laughs> no, because there's a lot of you compare when Rodgers got drafted in 2005. Brett Favre was 30, I think he was 35 when Rodgers got drafted. Aaron Rodgers is 36 right now. And Jordan Love just got picked right now. So there's a lot of mirror images, I guess you could say. Yeah. And, and Rodgers, how many years did Rodgers play before – for the Packers? How many years did he back up far before he took over? I think uh, 2007 or 2008. I think 2007. Uh, so, like, one or two years. I mean, yeah, Love will be – he'll learn from Rodgers over the next one, oh, two and- years. But – Although Rodgers is going to be pissed, I think that he's got to take some time to realize that this is actually going to be a very good thing for Jordan Love, too, because obviously Rodgers is very talented. That's a statement that's pretty damn yeah. And yeah. to learn under a guy like that, that's huge. Just like how Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. under a Hall of Famer ref. So there's a exactly. lot of to take it from that, too. I agree. I like I mean, if it works out, all the power to him. I'm hoping it doesn't, but I, I it hope just it, it surprised me. <laughs> but uh, I got to tell you, one of my biggest surprises has to be with the whole wide receiver core. I just thought the hype coming into this draft about how good this group of wide receivers was this draft. I was surprised, first of all, to see them slide out of the top ten because yeah. I thought there were some like there were some players, some receivers in this draft that I thought were worth you know, taken in the top 10. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, and was surprised that the first one out of all of them was Bugs. Yeah. Because to so, me, I thought Judy was – Judy or Lamb, it was definitely between those two. I thought I, thought I would give the nod to Jerry Judy. Given. And then but, even uh, after that, I would have thought Jefferson was next. Like, I, I mean, I thought 
Bugs was good, but he's probably in that 3-4 range, you know. Yeah, which also brings me to the Eagles pick of Jalen Rieger at 21 right yes. before the Vikings. Yes. So Jefferson yeah. fell right into your hands. I, I was surprised by that, too. Yeah, I I personally, after looking at all the mock drafts, I knew that I wanted Justin Jefferson as a, our 22nd pick because mm-hmm. I had a feeling we were going to – because that was the Bills pick that we got for the Stephon Diggs trade, I knew that I wanted to get a wide receiver for us. And for us to get Justin Jefferson, I was pretty happy with that, especially yeah. you watch his game against uh, yeah. Oklahoma in the semifinal. I think he had four touchdowns. Yeah, he went off. And that was all in, like, the first half, too. Yeah. And obviously they're going to be like, oh, it was against Oklahoma's terrible Big 12 defense. Yeah, but on a stage like that. You yeah, still... I mean, if you're putting up numbers like that, you got to give it to him. Yeah, exactly. You got to that... give credit where credit's due. That was a good pick, Coop, but, I mean, he's not going to be Stephon Diggs. Yeah. And what I, they I, were talking about is he – what they were saying is he likes to come out of the slot. I mean, I don't watch a lot of Vikings games. But they say Jefferson works out of the slot a lot. And it's to my knowledge that Thielen also works – likes to work out of the slot and not out wide. Um, Sometimes. I mean, Thielen can kind of do both on the slot and out, out wide. People actually don't realize this, but Thielen is a very – he's a good deep threat receiver. He's a guy that can actually go up and get it more than you think. He's not just yeah. like the stereotypical white receiver where there's like good route runner, good work ethic. He actually is a very <laughs> athletic receiver and can like go up and like jump over corners and get it. Watch him like look it up. He had some catches against the Saints in 2018. Um, some games, uh, the uh, divisional round game, especially that playoffs the season before, there was a catch he made on a uh, fourth down that was really good. It was also on a pass interference. He he can he can still catch through contact and stuff like that. Yeah, I think, though, with Diggs gone, he's going to get a lot more attention. I think that's – you know, they worked off each other a lot. Yeah. You know, and, it was, and I think Cousins towards the end of the year was starting to, you know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously Diggs is a tough receiver to deal with, like in the locker room, you know. So maybe yeah, we'll I, see. I mean, the people liked him. It's just like I, – I saw a quote saying that – um they kind of, I just thought he brought a lot of problems that year. internally, you know? Yeah, like the the helmet throwing in the playoff game this year. But then there was actually something that came out saying that um, Diggs went up to Cousins and he's like, don't feel like you have to force it to me. So there's always a lot of mixed messages coming with that kind of stuff. I didn't yeah. know what it takes. I, I love Diggs. I thought he was so good. I loved what he did. Obviously, the, the Minneapolis miracle, probably the happiest yeah. one. I still don't know how I reacted to it because I lost my damn mind. Yeah, I, I remember you were you were in the other room. I think I was in the no, I was in the same. You room. were watching over there at that point, but earlier in the game, you had a watch. I was, yeah, I was, watch no, the game but, in a separate room. Yeah, I went to a separate room because I was just getting chirped out of my ass. <laughs> yeah, I kind of wish I didn't see that miracle now, though. Yeah, good. No, did you um? So we have a friend whose birthday is in the next few days, and um, we sent a video of uh, everybody saying happy birthday and stuff. And yep. uh, I – Shout out Danny. Shout out Danny. You might be hearing this before he gets a video, but you know what? Screw it, whatever. Um, I played the double doink video in the background and just acted like nothing was happening. So I was just kind of – Kind of a good way to do it. We'll see if he picks up on it. Oh, it's so it's so clearly there. 
Um, any other big takeaways that I have from this draft? To be honest, uh, this was a weird one for me. The Raiders drafting Damon Arnett at 19. That was a really weird one. So that that's um that's the pick that the Raiders got from the Bears for the first round. For Mac. For Mac. Yeah. So I saw the Bears Twitter today say uh the twenty twenty first round pick for the Chicago Bears is and it was like a Khalil Mack highlight table. Oh yeah, I watched that. Those highlights yeah. are dope. Which like I get it, you're trying to make it like look like it's positive but at the same time you kind of still wish you had a first round pick yeah you know we, we need to watch something I, I but, Arnett but, what like why were you so surprised Damon Arnett he wasn't he was like an early early to late second round grade on a lot of mock drafts and he got taken before guys like Caleb Von Chason Kenneth Murray Brandon Ayuk that was surprising to me I don't know just like that that was to me a little shaky. Yeah. Well, and, you know what they were saying about some of the mock drafts before, uh, leading up to the draft. Some people were saying that some of the mock drafts they've been seeing are completely off from what really off, yeah. The general management were thinking just because it's been so difficult because they don't have access to the players and everything. Obviously, with quarantine, yeah. everyone's online, and that's the biggest issue that's going to yeah. come with that. So we don't we don't even know if you know this draft was really like turned out how it's supposed to go or if there were some actual surprises. Yeah. I mean, the, the draft was pretty boring until it got to like the receivers falling like CD lamb falling all the way to Dallas. That's actually a pretty good pick. That was. Yeah. So, I mean, people thought that he'd go like Jerry Jones would probably take the court position they need most, but instead he decided to, really load up their offense, which to me is probably him telling Dak Prescott, hey, sign the contract. Like That's that's what I thought too. Yeah. I think it's so, also going to put a, a lot of pressure on Dak though because he's got all the weapons he needs now. I mean, oh, he's for got, sure. That's, you got Zeke, you got Amari, now you got CD, and you have a good offensive line. It's not as good as it was, but it's still good. Yeah. Defense not bad. Like – you gotta perform now. There's yeah. new coach. They haven't we'll made a see. they haven't made a conference championship since 1995. I saw that stat. That's nuts. Would they on that does catch though? Would that have been to go to the conference championship? I believe what so. Was that like 2015? Yeah, that was the NFC championship. Damn. That was the year the Packers lost. They the did. <laughs> they did Des dirty. Des Des did catch it. He caught it. He caught it. I hate Cowboys fans, but he caught the ball. He did catch. I mean, I hate Packers fans more, so. Yeah, that, that's the worst. Um, so, otherwise, I mean, really, there wasn't a whole lot of surprises in this draft. No. Nope. Like, Patriots wait. did the Patriots thing and traded to the second round. Traded to the second round. Bill Belichick doing what he does best. He's like, oh, I'll find value later in the drafts. I know. It makes me. It makes me think, like, what is Belichick up to right now? Like, you know, he has something cooking. He has something cooking. He, he has so, someone in his sights that's from some like NAIA school or something exactly. that's going to turn out to be a stud. Yeah. Like, watch Jarrett Stidham like light up the league next year. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised. But um, other than that, that's really that's all I got for the draft. Um, Same. It was it. It was a 
okay draft, you know. Okay draft. It would have been cooler, obviously, seeing people walk on the stage. And yeah, I mean, like, it would have been Mr. cool. Sam. And uh, I know Goodell, he announced that the Vegas Raiders host the, and I put this in quotes, the 2020 draft. He meant to say 2022. <laughs> yeah, so nice. the draft sites for the next three years, it went, next year's Cleveland. Hey, don't sleep on Cleveland. LeBron's gone. That's the land. I mean, the, who did the Browns get again? The Browns. The Browns. Uh, they Cedric took Wills. Cedric Wills. They took a tackle. Yeah, and they're all lined. Probably need some last year. Baker yeah, got they, pressure. They, they need someone to block for Baker. Yeah, I still think Baker can be good. I still think Cleveland can be good. It's just like Cleveland Browns. You know, like you're seeing <laughs> you know, with them. But um, that's what I mean, hey, that's what I'm hoping the Bears do though. They they're a line too. They need to draft a lineman. Yeah. So what do you, what do you want the Bears to do with their later picks? I mean, I don't know what more they can do with the quarterback position. As much as I would like to see it change, I like before the Foles signing, I was looking at Jalen Hurts, and I I like Jalen Hurts in Chicago just. Anybody but Mitch, honestly. Uh, but now I think I think if they're not going for a quarterback, they're not changing anything up uh, with their offensive weapons. I think they have to go with the offensive linemen because Trubisky did get hit a lot, did get pressured. Maybe yeah. if he gets you know some more time, he gets comfortable and actually you know hits his receivers. But he didn't even get his chance a lot next year. So yeah, I'm hoping offensive linemen and then. Some more weapons on offense. We need somewhat some slot receiver. We lost Taylor Gabriel. We mm-hmm. need some slot receiver, some tight end, please. Oh my god, I can't. Yeah, Jimmy watch Graham. Him. Jimmy Graham is not oh not the Saints Jimmy Graham anymore. And I know Ryan Pace <clears throat> has a couple tight ends he's looking at. Yeah. He loves uh-huh. tight ends. So he has lost Trey Burton too. I saw that. Yeah, Trey Burton. So, I think I we need some we, I mean, Allen Robinson deserves better. Anthony Miller needs to step up. Montgomery needs to step up. Trubisky needs to step up. Tariq needs to step up. None yeah. of them are proven that they can be good weapons. So they need somebody bring someone in and put the pressure on them, you know? No, I definitely agree with that. The Bears, they, they have the talent on the defensive side of the ball for sure. Of I course. Mean, they've proven that. I like the Quinn signing too. That was, that was nice. That was a really good signing. I like that because now Khalil – Robert now Quinn. Mac's not going to get double teams, so. Yeah, that's that's a that's a big one. You got to give more weapons around Quill Max so he doesn't get double teamed. Then he's just he's no rush anymore after that. So yeah, yeah that's that's a good signing. Um, but yeah, outside of that, um, that's really all I got for the draft. Um, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I mean, I'm I've got Sports Center on right now. They're talking a lot of Packers. Yeah, a lot of Packers. Jordan Love. Yeah. I that's guess that's the big headline from this from this draft, but that's probably the biggest thing that, and I mean, before the draft, obviously it was Tua, but that's probably the biggest thing that's going to come out of this first round, at least for now. Yep. Yep. So let's move on. Um, obviously, last Sunday was the big release. Luckily, they moved highly, highly anticipated. I've been waiting for this for like a year, Coop. I remember when they first announced it. Like I've I've been following a while ago. What? They dropped the trailer a long time ago. Oh yeah, it was. I think it was over, 
like in the spring of last year, maybe even before that. I thought um, it might have been like the Christmas Day games of last year. Yeah, I, it was a long time. Yeah, ago. they had it like because um, what's what's cool about it is they've had these like files of these videos for a long time, ever since they were yeah. back in eighty mm-hmm. ninety eight. But That's, Jordan, that, yeah, they needed Jordan's permission to use them. He just gave him permission during during the twenty sixteen Cavs parade. He's like, all right, I see. Yeah, he was getting salty. <laughs> no, show him who's boss. Yeah, he was scared of LeBron. But he he had to remind people, you know, all this LeBron talk. Because people nowadays, they didn't know. I grew up Chicago Bulls fan right after the Jordan era. So yeah. people were still talking about Jordan. And, you know, I was still, like, was watching Jordan's games. So I saw Jordan play, I guess. Not lie, but I studied his game as a basketball player growing up. Yeah. And it's there's just something different about him. Like, the way he carries himself, the way he walks, the way he, like, glides down the court, it's just the supreme confidence that is just so attractive for me. Like, I can't keep my eyes off him. No, exactly. So, um, yeah, it's just, like, huge for our generation to be seeing this kind of stuff. So, I think it's – I'm just happy that we have something to watch right now, especially – I thought it was also really well produced. I think that's part of the reason why. Why it took so long is because they – I mean, I don't know how many people they interviewed, but in that first – the first two episodes, there were probably like 40 different people that they interviewed. Barack Obama, former Chicago resident. Yeah, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Barack Obama. But, yeah, and that was only two episodes, so we got eight more. Oh, and, and we they, got, I mean, they we got put the Dennis Rodman one going up. That's the Rodman good. episode, the Bad Boys episode. It's going to be good. Mm. Yeah. So, I cannot wait. In my opinion, of the first two episodes, I think the the headline had to be Jerry Krause, the yes. short fat guy. I saw a tweet saying Krause is now the new Carol Baskin in terms of like <laughs> social media popularity or clout. He's the new villain now that everyone hates. Oh my yeah. And what's funny is uh no, not really funny, but he's like the only one that's passed away from like this entire yeah, documentary. Recently too. Yeah, it was like a couple of years ago. So he can't like defend himself. No, everybody's I mean, gonna shit on this guy. And they're like, just they're just showing they're just clips of them going like, in like, on him. This short fat guy just thought he could <laughs> like, yeah, Pippen. I'm I'm open to trading him. Like yeah, he's like oh Phil Jackson. Yep, his last year then he's yeah, gone. You can go you can go eight two and zero. You're gone after this. I mean I don't know. I if Twitter was going on back in the day, NBA Twitter. I mean, roast his ass it would have been hilarious he was he was easy to make fun of but i mean we saw too they mentioned it they that's why i like how they produced it because they showed the two sides of Krause. Oh yeah they definitely showed know? but he yeah. was good at his job you know he did build he did a assemble really the team, team and you the gotta give him credit for it i mean scotty and horace were steals like absolute steals in the draft yeah that's absolutely the trade for cartwright i mean he did and getting rodman keeping everything together even when jordan left you know adding new pieces yeah he was he was he was good at his job you have to give him credit just like some of the media things he did just were kind of questionable but yeah overall he did assemble the team and that's where you got to give him credit where credit's due um and that's what he won that's all he wanted was yeah um another thing i took away jerry reinsdorf um he fires gar packs right before the documentary comes out to make him look like a good guy 
but you look at the documentary. So he he gives Pippen the seven year, eighteen million dollar contract, which is just that's like terrible. Two and a half. Terrible. Million. I don't know who who to blame for. That. And then Jerry Rice. Scotty's Yeah, I'm not going to renegotiate with you. Yeah. So, but I don't know. In my opinion, that makes like Jerry Reinsdorf kind of knew he's like, all right, I'm going to be depicted as like a bad guy right here. Let's fire Garpax because everybody else wants him to. And then I'll be looked at as a good guy. And then notice, look at that. And be like, Oh, <laughs> it's just a thing in the past. You know, it's no big deal. Yeah. Well, you know, the thing with the NBA is over the years, like it started to evolve into a player's league, especially since LeBron's come in. Like oh, it's the so, players, the players have all the power now. They have so after, much power after oh, LeBron going league. to the Heat. Yeah, that's why free agency is such a huge hit in the summer. I mean, exactly. they pull up, they make sure they have Woj notifications, Shams notifications, all that kind of stuff because they yes. know. And it's like, that's, and that's why we're looking back at this and like because we didn't grow up in those times, but back then, you know, the coaches and the general managers and the owners, you know, they were they really controlled the team and all the decisions. Yeah, and, and, and even for a team like the Bulls, have power too. now. Yeah, yeah, so especially of... you know, our friend Chapin told me yesterday. I don't know where he saw this, but he said he texted me because he he was like, "You have to hear this blasphemy that I just heard." But <laughs> apparently, apparently, Maverick Carter said that Steph Curry could not guard him one on one. That's just <laughs> I, I hate. Chapin texted me then. I was like, Maverick Carter. Uh, Maverick Carr, the agent, and he was like, "Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I know, I saw that." Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I mean, I personally didn't see it, but I mean, Steph's not good at defense, but come on. Yeah. No, it's like um, you know who Flight reacts is, right? Yeah. 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 He's he watches Curry highlights. He's like, "Damn, that's kind of my move." He's <laughs> <laughs> like fucking garbage. Yeah, I think he stole like, his move. Like, yeah, I'm a dunk by June though. Just wait. <laughs> And like everybody, everybody's just like going crazy about it. It's so funny. Yeah, but anyways, going back to Doc, one of my biggest takeaways, obviously, besides the uh, you know Kraus and Reinsdorf, I think going through this documentary, people are gonna start to appreciate Scotty Pippen a lot more. Oh, I've already, I already have. I mean, you gotta realize when Pippen was hurt slash saying I'm not gonna play another game as a bull. Which I never knew that happened. Yeah, I didn't know that happened either. Which is, I mean, that's huge. It's just good that our generation is getting to see all this stuff because, like, but that's that's just crazy how they can have that much tension and still like walk through the season and win another championship. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what that could possibly be comparable to now. And honestly, uh, I, yeah. maybe maybe the Cavs when they fired David Blatt. Yeah, I don't even know. I've I I think that just shows how talented those Bulls teams were. Yeah, that that says a ton, and I, also Jordan's leadership too. He yes, in fact, he can he knows he's the guy. He's been the guy to get everybody to bend around you like that, and obviously you're gonna know the end result of them winning a championship. Yeah, six it's, years too. That's I mean that's a lot. And there's still eight more episodes to depict to even more of that, and I'm already seeing a lot of examples of stuff like that. So it's. I mean, I again, I cannot wait for Sunday, especially with Dennis Rodman, because yes. uh, they talked you about. You know, you know they're going to be extra petty next episode. 
Oh, yeah. I can't. I know Isaiah Thomas is going to have some stories. He's going to be like, man, I hated Jordan. I saw Reggie Miller came out and said he'd punch Michael Jordan if he saw him today. I feel like Isaiah <laughs> Thomas, the bad boys, they still have bad blood for. No, I've started to realize too how much Bulls fans hated Reggie Miller. Like, I used to, yeah. I watch his, what? An eight, asshole. 10 seconds, and I was like, holy shit, I love this guy. Like, he's, he's the man. But, um, I guess Bulls fans hated him. I didn't. I mean, it's it's only because it was the Knicks. Everybody, everyone loves to see the Knicks fail. So, oh, also speaking of the Knicks, Pippen dunking over Ewing and then going to up to Spike Lee and just saying, <laughs> yeah, it was Spike Lee. Grass down. That's the greatest. Yes. Greatest. Yeah, nothing can beat it. Yeah, uh, I don't know why Spike Lee like why he was trying to pick a. You can't pick a fight when your guy just. Got dunked on. Like, you, you have to sit down. Of course, he's going to be a loud mouth doing that. <laughs> he should. He should learn. You know, yeah. especially I can't. I with the Reggie Miller incident before or after that. I'm. It might have been. No, because when it was Jordan's. I don't know. Actually, I think that was. Oh, might have been during I, the same. I don't know. We have to do some research on that. Yeah. Um, going back to Pippen though, I didn't know he started off as an equipment manager at Central Arkansas. And then uh, yeah, that was crazy. Ten, I didn't know that. Day. That's nuts. Yeah, I mean, they did say he grew six inches, going from a point guard to small forward. I mean, if I grew eight inches, I'd be number one pick tomorrow. No, and then they show his highlights at Central Arkansas, and he's just slamming on dudes. Yeah, man, on people. Equipment manager. He, you know, when people watch this, and a lot of people debated like the skill level, like of the eras, you know, defensively. Yeah. Saying like, oh, LeBron would average 90 on these people. I would those Scotty Pippen highlights and it kind of, it's there's the way they play is similar. Pippen and yeah. LeBron. He I, I mean, especially in the open court, like Pippen was a tank coming down the court. People got out of his way. Yeah, I, a lot of those plays he had there people just get out of the way. I I yeah, saw Pippen, that. Pippen um, and Jordan, I love when they come down and they just take it one hand, palm it. In Statue of Liberty, like I know that, that's just like you don't see that. Thing. It um, is only Kawhi does that now. Yeah, like even um, like Jordan's like hesitant jump shots from the elbow, where he like he shoots the ball like on his way down. Yeah, like, he like triple clutch. <laughs> yeah, he's just he's nuts. He's different, man. He's different. Not from this earth. Not at all. But yeah, I am telling you what. The Dennis Rodman episode, which Kim Jong Un almost died the other day, so <laughs> that's like, true. Damn, he's gonna miss the Pippin episode. <laughs> you mean the Rodman episode? Oh yeah, shit, I met Robin. Yeah, whatever. Hey, if they were if they were real homies, you know, he'd find some way to hook that hook that up to the end of his bed in the hospital <laughs> to watch Rodman. Off topic for a second, but. It was announced that he was, like, in grave danger. And then, like, 10 minutes later, South Korea's like, oh, yeah, no, he's not dead. He's fine. Like, what? Yeah, I don't know. Well, apparently they said he had surgery, like, a week ago. Yeah, he had surgery and then, like, had and, some complications with it. And they said he's been in a coma for, like, a couple days. That was, like, the initial reports. And, like, yeah. somehow it just now. But I guess South Korea is saying that's not true. Yeah. That, okay, that's that was just – Whack that I had to. <laughs> that was, 
I mean, Dennis Rodman and him are boys, yeah. so like it's kind of what's a good yeah, what's a good sports podcast without a little Kim Jong Un talking there, you know? Um, a couple <laughs> more things I wanted to get from this doc. Um, Jordan's rookie year, they were thirty and fifty-two and made the playoffs. Yeah, people say that Easter is bad now, and some bad teams <laughs> in the Eastern Conference make the playoffs then. But and they had to go up against a sixty-one win team. Yeah, I mean, well, I we I think there were definitely less teams back then, weren't there? Like I'm, uh, I want to see how many teams were in each conference. Uh, because yeah, how do you how do you go thirty and fifty-two and make the playoffs? I think there were probably. 28 maybe i think it was 14 in the east 14 west yeah and then they added um they added a team t wolves magic t wolves were there um i'm not sure which ones they added but um i think i think the magic because shaq didn't come out of college till like he didn't make the dream team so like 92 93 yeah might have been right but um. Anyways. Yeah, that just baffled me. Thirty and fifty-two, and you're an eight seed. Yeah. Like crazy. But hey, he went off in those two games. Yeah, and he can't even argue to, that. You know, if nobody else is gonna help me, I'm just gonna do it by myself. And he stood by his word and just dropped like sixty-three points in game two. It was forty-nine in game one, and then he's like, you know what? I, I'm backpacking. Then sixty. The craziest part about that is he played golf with Danny Ainge the day before. Yes. Dropping him. That was a great story. Playboy DJ, I got some for him tomorrow, and then just dominates him the entire <laughs> crazy. That's See, I. I hope the next episode with the bad boys is just filled with stories like that. But like, oh, especially Isaiah yeah. Thomas and Jordan going back and forth, and Rodman and so Pippen. Like, everybody saying like, yeah, I wanted to actually kill Bill Lambeer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if you were. I bet you that guy got death threats every single day he stepped into the Chicago Stadium. And he's he's from Chica- the Chicago area too. I'm Is pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he grew up near Chicago. Damn, I had no idea. But yeah, I mean, like, um, he looks like a guy that like grew up on a farm and just like he's just throwing punches in games. Like, I would hate that guy. Yeah, like Draymond kicking dudes in the nuts. Especially yeah, and besides him too, you got Rick Mahorn and Robin. And yeah. Isaiah Thomas, who's like Chris Paul nowadays. Mm, exactly. Just gets under your skin. So, and Chris Paul's a snitch. Yes. For the, for the untucked jersey. Was that against the T Wolves? It was, it was on Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah. No, Carl Anthony Towns about to shoot a free throw. Somebody's yeah, coming. He goes, this jersey untucked. This jersey's untucked. Like, what? Technical. No, and then did you see how that game ended? We were up 126, 124. I remember. Like it was something crazy after that. And they threw a bomb to Dennis Schroeder, and he puts up a floater. Oh, it was, was that game. Yeah. Was game. <laughs> that, was, that was a funny game. I remember Stephen Adams threw that pass, right? I think he did. That was all the time. I mean, I know he has a couple of those passes. Well, I, I don't even care. I, I've seen two playoff <laughs> appearances, and one of them I barely even remember. Because of you got pretty much all the Bulls hand me downs. Yeah, I rooted for that's the how you made the playoffs. Rose and no, I mean, how can you not? Yeah. And then man, that's why this that, that's why this documentary is so big though, because our generation, the only success we've had with the Bulls is 
those teams. Yeah. And that was heartbreak how that broke how that ended, obviously. Exactly. With D Rose. But man, if we grew up just like a decade before, it was like oh. imagine if we were living through as if you were a Bulls fan. I know you're kind of a Bulls fan, but if we were as me and you as Bulls fans living through that time, that'd have been bigger than like I can't even compare it to anything. The Blackhawks, I guess, but I don't even follow. Yeah, this also like is like you see the, the clips of them in Paris and like the dudes that they play against, they go up to Jordan like, Hey, can I have your armband? And like some yeah. guy asks for his autograph right before he goes out on the court. Like it's they were superstars. They're like the Beatles, basically. Really? Yeah. And those people like basketball now is bigger than it was then, but I think that the people in Jordan the people on that team in Jordan specifically was bigger than any athlete now still oh by far. like I he's still by far had more popularity worldwide than LeBron James does now yeah I mean LeBron obviously is still extremely popular and gets about as much media coverage as I've ever seen in anybody in my life like yeah seriously LeBron, LeBron's eating dinner LeBron, with LeBron center it's no did you see somebody on reddit made a graph and it was like for the bleacher report, called right? uh LeBron report and it yeah. kept track of every single Bleacher Report Instagram post over the 2019-2020 season. And um, LeBron almost, like, triples every single other player. Just, you like, know, give it five years, and that's going to be Zion. I can already see Zion it. Zion was in the top five. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It was like, it was wow. like LeBron, Giannis, um, James Harden. I think Zion was four. Uh, Is this just NBA? Just NBA, yeah, it was just NBA. And they, like, they set out, like, a different graph, like, when Kobe died because, like, they'd count, like, you know, different – it was, like, different yeah, Obviously dates. that – yeah. Um, Mello was in the top ten, which was, like, another <laughs> – Shout out Mello. Surprise. I don't understand what's up with Bleacher Report and Mello, but, like, that just baffles me. There are people that still, like, bring up – like, when someone says Mello today, I'm like, all right, that guy's irrelevant now. But, like, there's still people that love Mello. Like, I think – I feel about Melo how people who aren't Bulls fans feel about Bulls fans and D-Rose. Like, oh, Bulls fans are still talking about D-Rose. Yeah, well, D-Rose like, is oh, from Chicago. Fans so are there's still, like a reason to it. People yeah, I mean, it's different. But just, like, when people bring up Carmelo, I'm like, this guy's a bum. Like, he – I just – it's not the, the, the same Carmelo. just baffles me. I don't understand. And the thing is, I don't know one person that is part of that Melo fandom. So, I don't know where – they are somebody but if anyone who just is like yo <laughs> like there are like some 20 year olds that love mellow let's just post about it if there's someone that listens to this podcast and is a fandom i want to talk to you because i've never met anybody <laughs> i've never met a mellow stan so i need Don't get I, me just, wrong. I need to pick your brain he was amazing. He was so good. He was, but that was, I mean, that was, was like. The Knicks. No, Lynn Sanity. 11, 12 years ago? It was around there, probably. Man, good times. The good old days. Yeah, seriously. Mellow, mellow threes to the dome. <laughs> <laughs> he, he did hit that three against the Bulls on Easter. Yeah, he, and he you know what? Played that game. He hit the, he hit the three to tie it, and then he hit the three to take the, take lead, the lead. I to think win it was the game. Overtime. Yeah, I remember seeing. I that. think one. I, 
I think the first one was over Taj, and the second one was right in Lou Aldang's face. I remember the Taj, the one in Taj's face. That one, yeah, dirty. Um, but other than that, that's really all I got for this episode. That's all I got too. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good first episode. Yeah, we got some. We got some things to do. We got some things to work on. Maybe I don't know. It's it'll get better. Don't rookie worry. debut. Just just wait till the hot takes start coming in, and once wait sports like is actually, yeah, once sports is actually occurring, and you know we're not talking about documentaries and a virtual draft, you know, it'll get we can talk about actual sports. So yeah, it'll happen. Just just wait on it. Um, yep. Yes, sir. We don't know how often we'll do this. We might do this every other week. We might do this monthly. I don't know, but we'll. If Whenever we, we feel out, like we'll it. Spread the word, and then we'll we'll make sure we let you guys know. Yes, sir. All right. Well, that's cool. That's Take it. Take us home. Episode. Um. See you guys. I'm not sure when, but we'll see you guys next episode. Um. We may wait until either after episode three and four. We might wait until the end of the whole thing. Not exactly sure, but we'll we'll be sure to. Review. I don't know. I don't know if we can wait that long. Good point. There's, there's oh, too much to talk about, I'm sure. There's a lot to talk about. So once we get things figured out and get things organized, we'll be sure to bring another episode for you guys. But uh, other than that, see you guys next episode. And uh, peace.